Hilchus Brachas, Perkid Alpha, Lacha Aleph. Call Brachas Kulna, all Brachas, Pesach, Men Brach, Bavchas, Men Barach. They start and end with Baruch Atah Hashem. Except for the brachas that follow the Kriyashma, or bracha or one bracha which follows another, because the previous bracha ends with Baruch Hashem, etc. So the next bracha right after that doesn't need to start with Baruch Hashem as well. Brachas on fruits and other foods, brachas and mitzvahs, and the bracha of mitzvahs. So those are the types of brachas that don't start and end with Baruch Hashem. They just they're just short. Brachas which have which are Baruch Hashem and then a few words, but long brachas, uh, like Alamicha, for example, start with Baruch Hashem and they end with Baruch Hashem. Which are a way of praising Hashem. There are some of them which um, start with Baruch Hashem but don't not do not end with Baruch Hashem. Some of them end, but do not start with Baruch Hashem. Ella, rather, however, there are there, un, unlike the following examples that do start and end with Baruch Hashem, like Maat uh, Mitzvahs. So, except for some of the Berchas Mitzvahs, which do start and end with Baruch Hashem, the Berchas we make on uh, when you get an Aliyah or a Kivishol, and someone who sees Jewish graves, and some Berchas. Of praise and thanks to Hashem. Uh, all other general mitzvahs, most of them start with Baruch Hashem, but do not end with Baruch Hashem. Like most Baruchas are Hashem, Kedushan of it's just one Baruch Hashem in the beginning. There are some positive mitzvahs. The Ram gives a, gives gives a, a generalization over here. There are some positive mitzvahs a person has an obligation to pursue until he does it. You're going to fill in like you have to put on tefillin. It's not circumstantial. The sukkah you have to eat in the sukkah on the first night of sukkahs. The lulav you have to lulav. The shayfer you have to hear shayfer. The eloheinu benekrein tzchayva. These are called obligations. If you show adam chayva, call upon him lasay. So a person has based on any scenario, a person must do these mitzvahs. They're not optional. Yesh mitzvah sheinu chayva. Some mitzvahs are not obligatory. Elach deim and lishus are similar to a sense of they're sort of uh, uh, optional. You got mezuzah Michael, like making have mezuzah on your doorpost or a fence around your roof. A person has no obligation to live in a house that requires a mezuzah. In the sense that will require him to make a mezuzah. There are different requirements that, that uh, necessitate a house in having a mezuzah. Like, for example, it has to be large enough, it has to have roof. A person has no such obligation. If a person wants to live in a tent or in a boat, Yes, if he may do so, he won't be He has no obligation to make a roof or to make a house to have a fence around it. So, in other words, if a person makes a house that does not have a flat roof, it's just a, an, a, an A-frame shape, no flat roof, uh, there's no obligation to have a fence around the roof. All mitzvahs are between a person and Hashem, whether it's not an obligation, like having a mezuzah, which is not necessarily obligatory. Uh, you don't have to have a house. Or is obligatory, like wearing tefillin. There's no circumstance that pathes you in tefillin. You always have to wear tefillin. Before doing the mitzvah, you must make a bracha. Whether it's an obligation from the Chachamim 
not optional. Hearing the Megillah reading. Padlokas near Shabbos lighting Shabbos candles. Padlokas near Chanukah lighting Chanukah candles. Beim it's a shein or it's not an obligation. Going eruv, like making an eruv, you don't have to uh, um, uh, have a uh, there's different kinds of eruvs. We don't necessarily have to make an eruv. For example, the eruv chateris is not necessary if you don't if you don't want to carry. Don't make, don't make an eruv. Don't carry. Just dying, washing your hands. If you don't eat bread, you don't have to wash your hands. They all require a bracha before being done. He who has made us holy with his commandments and has commanded us to do what your mitzvah is. What did Hashem command us to do these things? Like, for example, lighting the, lighting the Hanukkah Manera. Where, where is it in the Torah? But in the Torah, Shikos of Bud says, Asher Yerim Belucho Tasa, whatever the Sanhedrin tells you, you must do. So what does that mean? What is the the, the directive? Asher Kishon Mitzvah who has, he has sanctified us with his commandments, he has commanded us to listen to these, to the Sanhedrin, the Chachamim, who have commanded us to light Hanukkah candles, other Christmas and Megillah, or to read the Megillah. The Chain Shah called Mitzvah Shem Divisei from similarly all the all the rabbinic mitzvahs. Lachadal v'lama eim avorach naltus daim b'achreinu. How come tus daim we don't make the bracha after we wash? Um, excuse me. Why we make a bracha on the washing of the hands we do after the meal? Because the obligation to wash Ramachreinu is only because of danger. Things that Chacham commands us to do simply to prevent us from getting harmed do not require bracha. What is this comparable to? Someone who strains uh, water and only afterwards may he drink it if it's night time. Because of the danger of drinking a leech. There's no bracha. He commands us to strain the water. Similarly, all these situations, if the bracha is merely to prevent the danger, there's no bracha, there's no, uh, um, there's no bracha made. Now, the truth is, one could ask, what about making a guardrail around your roof? That's also just simply for the purpose of preventing danger, a person falling off the roof. It seems that there's a difference between mitzvahs that are rabbinic versus biblical, and there's more to say on the topic, but suffice, that's, that's the basic difference. And making a guardrail around the roof is a derisa. Halacha hey. not but he did not say bracha. But he already did the mitzvah. If mitzvah that its performance still exists in the sense that it's ongoing. You can make the bracha after doing the mitzvah. If it's a matter of the past, it already, already happened, it's too late. You cannot say bracha. Keta, for example, but sits is someone who wrapped himself in his talus. He's sitting in the sukkah. He did not yet say a bracha. He the bracha now after wrapping himself in his talis or wrapping or, or wearing his tefillin. That's the bracha you say on tzitzis. Even after you wear the tefillin, you can make the bracha on the tefillin. Because the mitzvah of wearing the tefillin, especially the shalrash, is every moment. After you sit the sukkah, you make a bracha, and the same thing applies to all these scenarios. But however, he can no longer make the bracha after shechting the animal, slaughtering the animal. He's commanded us for slaughtering, because he already happened. A person covers the blood with dust, with sand, as you have to, the blood of a slaughtered uh, um, wild animal, non-domesticated, or a bird. 
So we separate the, the required the, uh, portions which go to the coin and Levi and the tithes. Or a person immerses himself in the mikvah uh, for the purpose of becoming a tar for, let's say, a carbon or a nida. The bracha cannot be done after it's done. Similarly, in all these situations, if the bracha is just a momentary performance, that momentary performance happened already, and the bracha cannot be said afterwards. Therefore, the bracha must be said before, and if not, it cannot be said after. In the chametzah there's no mitzvah. You make the bracha after doing it. The exception being a convert immersing in the mikvah. Because the convert prior to immersing is not able to say, He has made us holy with his commandments, has commanded us before immersing in the mikvah. He is not yet sanctified, he's not been commanded to do so. It's only after he immerses, he emerges from the water. He's now Jewish. It's after he tevils, when he immerses in the water, he makes the bracha for the immersion. He was, um, uh, at the outset, he was, he was uh, displaced. And unfit to make the bracha. Therefore, he may make the bracha afterwards. The Chamim, who instituted the dear brachas, instituted it after the tefillah in that regard. Any mitzvah. That doing the mitzvah is the end of the obligation, as we'll explain soon. Varech b'shas as you make the you do the um, bracha when you do the mitzvah. V'chol mitzvah sheish achas yasa tivi acher. Any mitzvah which the 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 the, uh, uh, the performance or the doing uh, has something else has to happen has to happen or making it rather has to happen afterwards. There's something else has to happen afterwards. Any mavarech ala b'shasha oyis and tivish acher and you only make the bracha when you do the final steps of the speak. Final commandment. Kids, for example, some makes a sukkah, builds a sukkah, a lulav, or he puts together a lulav. Or he makes a shafer, cuts off the animal's head, and does all the drills a hole, etc. He makes tzitzis, a mezuzah. You don't make a bracha when you build a sukkah. Who has commanded us to make the sukkah? A lulav, or make a lulav. That's not done. Because after doing that, there's another step till the mitzvah has been considered completed. When do you make the bracha in that case? When you sit in the sukkah, when you shake the lulav, when you hear the sound of the shafer, or when you wrap yourself in the tzitzah, when you wear the tzitzah, when you fix the mitzvah to the door. If he makes a guardrail, he makes the bracha when he makes the guardrail. To make the guardrail, uh, presumably he makes the the bracha when he when he's about to finish the last portion of the guardrail, the last uh, the last step. Uh, and similarly in all these scenarios. Call mitzvah shemiz malazman any mitzvah which is. Uh, not constant, it's occasional only. Or any mitzvah that you do by acquiring something, like buying titsis or buying tefillin, or if you make your own for that matter, probably, or a mezuzah or a guardrail, that they have to buy something or acquire something. 
to do the mitzvah, or mitzvah, which is not doesn't have an established time like like shayfer, but it's not it's not something a mitzvah you do usually every day. Which is similar to a mitzvah, which is from time to time. Like for example, someone who uh, uh, um, does a for his son or the redemption of the firstborn. You make a bracha when you when you do the mitzvah shechianu. According to Rambam, shechianu is said by Bismila. Now, in, th- in theory, if a man has, you know, ten thousand wives, he can do Bismila every day. But since usually it's a mitzvah which happens very rarely, it's uh, shechianu is said. If you don't make a bracha on the sukkah lulav when you make them shechianu, you make the bracha shechianu when you feel the obligation. Uh, of of doing the midst of sitting in the sukkah. So according to the Ramam, ideally you make the bracha shechiyon when you make the sukkah when you buy the tefillin, uh, but uh, uh, for the first time. Um, but uh, uh, if not, it's done when you actually feel the obligation by sitting in the sukkah wearing the tefillin. And similarly, in all these scenarios, a person does a mitzvah for himself or for others. Before doing the mitzvah, he makes the bracha. So it's it's with a lamid. A person does not unless it's a mitzvah that he does for himself. Um, a person had a lot of mitzvahs in front of him. He should not make the bracha. Uh, just you shouldn't give a general bracha like that. Each one should have its own bracha. It's an obligation that you have to do like tefillin, for example. It's not an obligation like a guardrail on, on the roof. You do it for yourself. You make the bracha using the language of to do it. He does it for someone else. He makes the bracha on the concept of its performance, as we'll see in Lach Yud Beis. For example, you don't say al tefillin or al hanochas tefillin. He wraps his tzitzis to wrap, not al atifas. sitting the rather than al rather than al to finish the halal rather than al gemiras halal. The chenim kavah mezuzah vesei person establishes mezuzah in his house. Mevorach lekabayim mezuzah to to fix mezuzah, not al kviyas mezuzah. That again, this is all when he does the bracha, the bracha for himself, the mitzvah for himself. Also, Michael Gagin makes her a rail for his roof. Mevorach asher kishom esetzvanu laasis maka, not alasis maka. He separates if he separates tumor by himself. Mevorach lahafresh to separate, not al hafrashas. Malas benoi, if he if he does a brisbina for his son, mevarach lomos aben to to um, circumcise the the son rather than al milas aben. Shachat pesachigase shecht his own carbon pesach or his carbon chingum mevarach lishchait to shecht rather than al shchitas. The gimel aval, however, if he covers mezuzah lachem, if he established him, if he affixed the mezuzah to the home of someone else, mevarach al kfiyas mezuzah. The bracha he makes is. On affixing the mezuzah rather than the kabayah mezuzah. If he makes a real for someone else, the bracha is alasis maka rather than laasis maka. Too many separate two for them. The mevarach makes the bracha for someone else. Someone else doesn't know how to do it, so you do it for him. Mevarach alaf rushes truma for separating truma rather than the hafresh. 
Balas ben Chaveri, he does a brismida for his fellow. He's not a moil. He's he's not a moil. So you do the brismida for the for the other for your for your fellow. Mivarach al hamila for the mila rather than lomul as haben. The same thing applies to all similar scenarios. So the difference in terminology depends on when you make when you make the when the mitzvah is done for yourself versus for others. And again, that applies to mitzvahs that are obligations, whether it's an obligation that you have to do without choice, like putting on tefillin, or it's an obligation in the sense of you have to do it because of circumstance, like you have a house with a flat roof, you have to make a, make a railing around the roof. So thus far, we have, we have not differentiated between mitzvahs that you have to do with no, with no question, like uh, putting on tefillin, versus mitzvahs that depend on circumstance, like if you have a flat roof, you must put up a rail, but that's only if you have, have a flat roof. So, uh, in either situation, the bracha language depends on whether you're doing it for yourself or for someone else. Now, what if you're doing it for both yourself and someone else? Then we start getting into differences. The mitzvah you do for yourself and for someone else together at the same time. If it's a mitzvah, not an not a, not a, not a absolute obligation, then the terminology is al for the for the doing of the mitzvah rather than la'asis. The bracha is al mitzvah eruv concerning the performance of an eruv. You don't have to make an eruv; you just don't carry. If you want to carry, then you have to make an eruv or whatever type of eruv you're talking about. So then, if you're doing it for yourself and for your neighbor together for the community, then instead of la'asis eruv, it's al mitzvah eruv. However, if it was a mitzvah uh, which is an absolute obligation, and you're fulfilling the obligation for yourself and for others at the same time, Rather than al, if you're making, if you're blowing shaver, you're making the bracha for the blowing of the shaver for the on behalf of yourself and someone else. The bracha you make is lishmeir kol shaver rather than al shmias kol shaver. So uh, taking the lulav on the first day of Sukkot uh, is an absolute obligation biblically derived for every Jewish adult male. The rest of the Sukkot is an absolute obligation. Um, <clears throat> except for Shabbos, of course, for every Jewish adult male, the Rabbanon. So therefore, the bracha seemingly should be, if you're doing the mitzvah for yourself, litel halulav. However, the Rabbanon says, not the lulav, if you take the lulav, mevarach al nitilas lulav, you make the bracha al nitilas lulav, concerning the taking of the lulav. Shikim and because once you pick it up, yasdi chavas, you already fulfilled the obligation. Um, and therefore, really, really, you did the mitzvah ready, but the, but uh, no bracha should be able to be done. The mitzvah is done. However, since there's still a, even after picking up the lulav, there's still a mitzvah that are to move the lulav in various directions during halal. Therefore, uh, assuming the person taking the lulav has not yet not yet said halal, he is able to still make a bracha. However, since he ready to fill his obligation, that change and now the only is only the rabbanon. Um, uh, so the the the, the lashon changes from little lulav to al tilas lulav. Just like the bracha is, uh, excuse me. However, if a person makes a bracha before taking the lulav, which means all four of the lulav, arava, hadas, and esrog, little lulav. He makes a bracha little lulav. As you would say, rather than al yeshiva sukkah. Because along with this, you can derive a person makes a bracha after doing the mitzvah. The bracha, the proper lashon is alasiyah. So, for example, a person, um, uh, presumably, if a person makes a bracha on the sukkah after he's already sitting in the sukkah, he would say al yeshiva sukkah. If a person remembers not, he'd not say a bracha. He already is wearing his talus. He would say al. Um, 
Atifas Titus, etc. Al, however, until I see dying washing hands before eating bread, shechita or shechting an animal. Since these are things that are a matter of of your preference, in other words, there's never a situation where you're obligated to to uh, to shecht a non a, a, except for a carbon, of course, a regular animal. There's never a time you're obligated to wash your hands for bread. It's only your choice to eat bread that obligates you to to wash your hands beforehand. Unlike a, a case where, for example, a person has a owns a home. And he put himself in a situation by choice, but still now there's an obligation on him to go and put a mezuzah up. Therefore, over there, if you're doing the mitzvah for yourself, it's nikbaya mezuzah, not al kviyas mezuzah. Uh, so, so therefore, you're, the situ- situation you chose to create it, but the situation now demands a mezuzah. When it comes to shechting an animal, there's never a situation where you, where, you, where you have to shech the animal. You can always decide, I'm not shechting it. You can always decide, I'm not washing my hands. There's no problem. You just can't eat the meat. You just can't eat the bread. Um, so therefore, because the difference where, where it's mamish uh, uh, up to you completely, uh, so therefore I feel the of the If you even if you're doing it for yourself, not for somebody else, rather than lishchet, or after you shech the animal of al concerning covering the blood, rather than lichasas adam, or rather and and the brach of concerning washing the hands, rather than little yadayim. Now it's curious regarding kisidam because once you shech the animal. L'chera, that allows you to cover the blood. You, you don't have a choice anymore. Just like once you build the house, you, you, or once you build the roof, you must put a mezuzah up or a guardrail. So one might wonder why, why you say al-kisiyadam rather than l'chasasadam, but neither does it may. Chenu mavarech al chametz person makes the bracha when he has to go get rid of chametz. Um, you don't have to own chametz. You can, you, can, you can not own any chametz at all. You can eat uh, vegetables your entire life. But once you do own chametz and it's Erev Pesach, uh, you have to make you have to get rid of it, and the brach is albir chametz rather than levaris chametz. Bein whether you check for yourself, bein we check for somebody else. Now the chayiv, you check for someone else. I understand why you make the bracha al. That's the terminology we make when we, we do a bracha for someone else, as we said earlier. But why, if you are destroying your own chametz, you say albir chametz rather than levaris chametz? And the Aram explains shemishah shagam battle. As soon as you make the mental decision to nullify the chametz, make it worthless. Uh, which uh, uh, so even before you destroy the chametz, even before you check for the chametz, essentially you did the obligation biblically of destroying your chametz. As we'll explain, in its place in Hilchas Chametz Matzah and there Hilchas Pesach, and therefore uh, it's like the case of the lulav we mentioned earlier that now the mitzvah has been done completely deraisa. The fact that you're going now to do the derabanan element of it, like shaking the lulav during halal or Physically finding the chametz and getting rid, of, getting rid of it is an element which is rabbinic daravodan, and that for that element, instead of saying levayer, you say you say albi chametz. Halacha tezayin kol davashuminag anything which is a custom, even a universal custom. Afbi shuminag nevim who even though it's a custom established by the chachamim in the who uh, um, who at the level who who were actual prophets. For example, taking the arava around the mizbeach on the seventh day of Sukkot. The Einzach Leimar Chacham needs to say a custom that was established by the Chachamim, who were not the le- at, in the era of the Nevi'im, uh, such as late, you know after the uh, the later after the Anshikan Sakdela. Um, going to create Halal Bershachadoshim, for example, saying Halal Bershchedesh v'Chol Shemayid Shal Pesach or on Cholmet Pesach, and last is a Pesach. In Mivarch and Alav, a brach is not said on it. According to the Rambam, anything which we're not sure if requires a brach or not. 
For example, sitting in the sukkah on Shminyatzeres, or covering the blood of an animal that we shechted, that we're not sure if it's a chiv to cover it, because you're not sure if it's wild or domesticated. That's called a koi. You do the mitzvah without a bracha, because you're not sure if there's a bracha required. If you make a bracha for no reason, you take Hashem's name in vain. A person should be very careful about saying a bracha that's unnecessary. And they should always be careful to say as many as many necessary brachas as possible. I will bless you every day. Blessed be Hashem, the merciful one who gives us assistance.